Hey, podcast listeners, this is John Casper, the editor of the Winona Daily News. Thank you so much for downloading the latest episode of Winona One-on-One. And we'll get to my interview with Leslie Dahlke in just a minute. But I just wanted to tell you that you can subscribe to the Winona Daily News online only for just $5 a month. No more surveys, no more hitting the paywall midway through the month. You can have unlimited access to WinonaDailyNews.com and all of our apps for just $5 a month. We have other subscription plans as well that include our e-edition, which is a PDF replica of the uh, printed edition of the Winona Daily News, plus convenient home delivery of the Winona Daily News that includes access to the e-edition, access to WinonaDailyNews.com, everything. So go to WinonaDailyNews.com backslash subscribe now to learn more about our subscriptions. Thanks, and here is Leslie Dahlke. Welcome to the second episode of Winona One-on-One. I am your host, Winona Daily News Editor John Casper, Jr., and I'm joined today by Leslie Dahlke, the Director of the Winona Public Library. Leslie has worked uh, at the Winona Public Library since 2003. Uh, She was the Youth Services Librarian and a very popular one for 13 years. And then in uh, 2016, she became the Director of the Library. Uh, Leslie was also a residence hall uh, life director at St. Mary's, and uh, she grew up in Iowa, although we won't hold it against her. Uh, she, she is a big Iowa Hawkeyes fan. So, uh, uh, Leslie, thank you very much for, for joining Hi, John me today. Casper. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So, um, you, know, uh, you know, talking to you before, the one thing that I've always been fascinated with the library is it is no longer just a place to check out books, and it probably never was really. Um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about what your goal is uh, at the Winona Public Library uh, to kind of, you know, a- appeal to a wide variety of people? Sure. Uh, well, certainly libraries have a name for being storage facilities of books, but um, those of us who are in the field and, and certainly our patrons know better than anyone the amount of infinite resources we have to offer and can provide. Um, the main thing libraries do is build stronger communities. There's a really great quote um, from a Pew report that I saw a few years ago on how to how libraries strengthen communities. And basically, it, paraphrasing, it was to the effect of um, you can judge the health and vitality of a community based on how busy their local library is. Um, because li- libraries just have that unique way of leveraging their resources to really grow their neighbors mm-hmm. um, and impact people's lives. And so we do a lot of fun things here. Certainly we provide free access to reliable information, mm-hmm. which by definition is information literacy and you know, at the heart of info literacy and public service. Um, more than books across the region, there's so many things happening within SELCO, which is Southeast Libraries cooperating. That's um, if you interlibrary loan materials, if you, if you want, I mean, you can really get any book title ever. Mm-hmm. If we don't have it on our shelf, we can certainly interlibrary loan it from another library in Southeast Minnesota through our Selco system partnership. Um, some cool things that are happening region-wide as far as just unique things that libraries are 
circulating. Certainly, Alison Patine, you covered this in the Daily News. Mm-hmm. She's got the Seed Library at yep. Winona State, which I love. Um, but then, like, Austin Public Library has a huge Hubble telescope. That oh, you, wow. Yeah. Huh. Our, a lot of our homeschool families borrow that. Um, Albert Lee has mobile hotspots that you can sure. check out for Wi-Fi. Uh, so technology is a huge role that libraries play in communities. Uh, Rochester is streaming movies through, through mm. with your library card number. You can... Wow. It's like Netflix, but through your library card. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my hometown library in Dear Denver, Iowa, was where I checked out a cake pan every year for my birthday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because you could get, you know, sure. personalized Garfield or Barbie or yeah. depending on the age and stage of um, cake pan for birthday cake. And then we also had a sewing machine, which is how I learned how to sew. Wow. I checked out the sewing machine from my local library. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. so there's you know, a lot of good things that people are unaware of that libraries have been doing for years. Yeah. So when people, uh, every now and then you read a story like, oh, libraries should just be done by Amazon. Amazon can do what libraries do. You probably have to want to hop up and down and throw things around your office yeah. and say, no, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, we, we're a needed, you're, you're kind of like a safety net for a lot of people in, in, a, in, in a lot of ways who may not have a cake pan at home or may not have access to who a fax machine. may not have a home. Or, right, yeah, yeah, you may, not have, you may not have internet. You may not have this and that. And On a national level, there's a surprising high percentage of folks that do not have access to the internet or Wi-Fi um, and their local libraries serve just that role. Um, certainly, we're a refuge for underserved populations and homeless populations. Mm-hmm. Um, we do our part to provide a safe space for people to. And let's talk about this space for a second. Yeah, sure. Anybody who has not yet just walked through our doors and seen the architecture and the history, I mean, these walls talk. So mm-hmm. I really invite people to come check out the building itself. It's just such a lovely space to be in yeah um having worked here as long you know for as many years as i have it's not uncommon for me on sunday afternoons to say okay kids we got to run to the library <laughs> got to prep for the week so the three dalky kids have kind of grown up here yeah. over the years playing tag and hide and seek in the stacks after hours yeah and it must be nice to have the keys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> membership has <Right>. its privileges <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah so they my kids know this place as as a special space yeah. it's kind of a sacred you know it's our it's our church in a lot of ways what's your favorite spot in in the library and that may be a hard a hard question to answer do you have a favorite spot or spots um i really love the stacks i love just sitting in the stacks browsing um between the copper detail the, mm-hmm. the scroll work on the edge of this and the glass floors are so fun to you know it's kind of this like secret I always feel a little bit like I'm in a Scooby-Doo episode. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. yeah. But However, we've been recently offering some staff development. We've been doing yoga early in the morning Hmm. um, with Manitou Wellness. Okay. Is that just for staff? Yeah. Yeah. So Trish has been offering us some yoga classes here before work. And doing yoga under the dome is such an unbelievably magical way to start the day. And I've never, I mean, you you don't, you know, I've never laid on the carpet over there and looked up. (laughs) (laughs) until we were doing these yoga classes and it's just so lovely that that I think that's become my new favorite spot is just catching my breath and looking up at that beautiful mural and the dome absolutely yeah did you always want to be a librarian or is that something that came later in life I always wanted to work with kids Mm -hmm. um I think I I think I said out loud at probably age four or five that I was going to be a teacher 
So I knew if I wasn't going to be a farmer, I was going to work with kids in some way. Um, and I was a teacher before I switched to librarianship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I taught uh, special ed students and was a reading specialist. So books and literacy and, and reading has always been near and dear to me. Um, so I, I feel like librarianship was an easy transition that way. It, it still kind of fed the teacher in me to get to connect and sure. impact kids' lives. But it also, now it's, now it's kind of with bigger eyes, sure. bigger picture thinking. And how did you end up in, in Winona? We moved here for grad school. Um, I met Chris, my husband, in, in cal- teaching in California right out of college. And then we moved for a year to Middleton, Wisconsin, and he was going to go to UW-Madison mm-hmm. for his MFA. And we taught in the, in the Middleton Cross Plains School District that year. And then he got in at Winona State. We were waitlisted at UW-Madison. So um, we kind of, on a whim, drove here on a Sunday afternoon. Hmm. And someone at Quick Trip said, hey, you should run up the hill to St. Mary's University. They're hiring a hall director. They've got a vacancy they need to fill in a hurry. And so I did, and ended up with an interview and a job. And so I took grad wow. work at St. Mary's, and he was a grad student at Winona State. Okay. And three kids later, we've put down roots and yep. have stayed. And did you have Caroline in the dorms at, when we you were a best life director? <laughs> yes, she was born. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was a hall director. I was, preg- <laughs> I was pregnant in Benilde Hall, and we were newly married as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of this whirlwind couple of years to start a, a marriage and a new career. And sure full-time graduate work and a baby. Was it like you had, I don't know, 200 babysitters at, at, at your beck and call? I imagine not all of them you trusted with your, <laughs> with your firstborn. But <laughs> They were actually really sweet kids. I, I remember those years fondly um, for how we started our, our married life and our family. Mm-hmm. Certainly some of those college girls are, are now residents of Winona and moms yeah. who babysat Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, a handful of them bring their kids into the library regularly and we reminisce. Sure. But I also really enjoyed um, the co-ed hall. There were some of the male athletes that, that came from Chicago. I, you know, at that time, I was still really eager and had more time on my hands and was baking homemade bread oh, okay. and cookies. <laughs> and, yeah. and some of them had never experienced Homemade yeah, bread and I, homemade I jam and lefsa and right. know, some of those traditions that I've carried on um, from my grandma. And so it was really fun to share that um, with a new population and just had this big extended family. They threw a baby shower for us. And, oh, fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it was a nice way to acclimate yeah. um, certainly its own community, sure. but uh, also started to feel that tribe of mm-hmm. Winona community. Sure. Yeah. And then how did you get hooked on here, you know, uh, at, at, the, at the Winona Library. Yeah, I was subbing for the district, um, and then I just happened to see the, at that time it was the children's librarian position post in the mm. paper, and at, also at that time, um, there was another open, Big Brothers Big Sisters had an opening, uh, and I applied for both, and then it kind of came down to the wire, um, got offered both, and mm nervously accepted this one because I thought it might be a little more direct contact with kids. Sure. Um, knowing I just wanted to impact and yeah. connect where I could with yeah. families. And it was a perfect fit with my teaching background and yeah. 
Yeah. Do you ever think about the road not taken? I imagine, I mean, I, there's you know, three or four times in my life where I took one job rather than staying in the other. And I often think, you know, what if... <laughs> it's my favorite Robert yeah. Frost poem, John Casper. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> the road yeah. less traveled. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I certainly... I mean, I could say that a hundred times about yeah, I'm sure. a lot of I'm different sure. yeah, paths yeah. in life. But yeah, no, I, not really. I mean, I feel like this is... This has been a really good kind of, Yeah, kind of where you were meant, yeah. meant to be. Yeah, yeah, pretty serendipitous. Yeah. When did you feel that, like, oh, yeah, I got this. I'm rocking this job. Was it immediately? Or Day did it, did one. It take, no. Did you? No. <laughs> I mean, there are, some, there are some that do. <laughs> like, you know, you walk in and you're like, this is a great fit. and Or um, you curl up t- in the corner and are consumed by doubt. Oh, and, <laughs> no, I was up for the challenge yeah. right away. Um, and actually, at, at, my, at the job interview, I had to do uh, story time for a group of kids, um, and I had to do a puppet show. Oh, wow. And the, the group of kids that I was performing for were hecklers and were <laughs> like stealing the puppets <laughs> off my hands. And, and I thought, for a minute, I thought, oh, boy, I'm in over my head. <laughs> and then I just kind of went with it and... Yeah, and you know, role played with them, and it went. It ended up being just fine. Sure. <laughs> but those kids, as as they've grown, they're all college age now. Yeah, because uh, time marches on. Yeah, but it I does. throughout their high school years, I would like to remind them. <laughs> of, Do you remember that one time? <laughs> uh, what are some things that you're most proud of during your time as the as the, the youth services librarian? Um, I'm really proud of flipping for books. That is a mm-hmm. definitive. Um, event that happens. Yeah, that was a fantastic event every Thank year. You. Yeah, I love every, it. Yeah. every November, that is a big um, literacy fair for families, all free with mm-hmm. pancake breakfast and lots of activities and all of the all of the players in the community who work with kids mm-hmm. uh, zero to five come and show off their wares. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has that's in its thirteenth or fourteenth year now. Um, and I, I mean that was my baby, right. so I'm I'm really proud of that particular event. Certainly, there have been a lot of things that have happened over the years that I have been able to be a part of, and feel really fortunate to have worked um, with a lot of amazing people on committees and um, some of the transition work we've done in the community with readying kids for kindergarten. I've, mm-hmm. I've been a part of some of those uh, creation of policies and forms and sure. being the bridge for families. Yeah. Um, I also am really proud of the fact that we've done away with fines in our youth services department on youth services materials. That was a huge yep. hurdle uh, I for, bet. For, yeah. Yeah. for us to overcome just as a sort of a flip the switch uh, paradigm shift in the industry. Still at some of the SELCO meetings, I am the crazy library director who did that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's kind of out of the box. Can you ballpark like how much that cost the library? You know, it's really not that much in revenue. The administrative costs um, associated with the handling of all the, all the materials outweighs the revenue we were bringing in. Sure. Um, it did put a dent in our budget, but we've been able to figure it out. Um, to give you an exact dollar amount, it varied yeah, by year what we I'm were sure bringing it's, in it's on, on just that department's materials. Yeah. But I feel like what we've gotten back, um, it's far outweighed. I mean, it's been a really solid decision that right. has certainly affected families, taking away barriers and yeah. getting books in the hands of kids who need them the most. Yeah, And, and just taking that stressor, even for, you know, for me, for a working mom who takes home a lot of library materials to not have to watch that ticker on, okay, now we've got two days, now we've got one day, 
like gather up all the things. Yeah, like, I know. There's <laughs> clean out under the couch. We're probably the worst at it. We should, you know, tabulate <laughs> how much over, overdue fines we should have and make a donation <laughs> at the end of the year because it is mm-hmm. like, okay, here's a list of books. We have nine of them, but the tenth one. Right. There's always one. It's always one. It's in the laundry. <laughs> yes. It's in the backseat of the van. Yeah. It's in a. It's in you a are beach not bag. alone, my right. friend. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that does make us. You know, that does. We do check out more books. I think yeah. knowing that. Okay, in three weeks we're not going to have to find every single one because we do have that grace period built yes. in there. Uh, yes. So. And it also, interestingly enough, we've recovered more lost materials since we've um, I bet, yeah. implemented that than we were receiving back before like sure, when we sure. were charging people. Yeah. For, How long has that been where you stopped that? Um, Boy, I think that's been a full year now. Okay. That we've been, I think we wrote Because I remember there were like amnesty, were there amnesty weeks sometimes? We or? still often, um, during National Library Week in April, we often incorporate a, an amnesty week for folks. Sure. And, and we'll still probably continue. I think we've been doing that like every other year. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it will even become an annual tradition as just an opportunity for folks to, as you're, Cleaning out, and you run across things that's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, get yep. that back to the library. It's yeah. a good, good week to give them an opportunity to yeah, do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, in, yeah, you know, like every every few years, you get more and more responsibility, which happens, you know, whenever you do well. What was it always in your mind that you wanted to be the director, or um, was that just an opportunity that presented itself, and you're like, I'm ready. This is something that that I want to do. Yeah, I feel like there was. A natural transition with the increased responsibilities um, in the five or six years leading up to that the promotion or switch in job description and I had a really strong mentor in Chad Ubel um, and he felt too you know he he kind of said yeah it's time you're ready so and he just needed it off his crazy full plate (laughs) sure with the amount that he was also taking on in increased leadership duties yeah Um, so I think it's I panned out all the way around. How hard was it to let go of playing with the kids every day? That was that was really hard, and Chad knew that I was struggling with it. Um, when we did the interviews, I you know was almost to the point of tears for a while. Like, oof, I'm just not feeling it. Um, and I, of course, you know, I, it's hard to get an A in my class. I, I obviously. <laughs> have heartstrings attached and I really (laughs) wanted it to just all go so well and I had the beauty of being in the building to facilitate the transition for the new person coming in which Mm -hmm. you know I knew that would be a gift um, in sort of passing the baton but then when Trisha walked in the door it was just like she was wearing a halo and the angels sang to me and there were Mm -hmm. lights and whistles (laughs) and right it's like dang this girl's in yeah yeah absolutely and she has just rocked it She's, yeah. it's that position has become everything I always wanted it to be. Um, if I had only had to worry about that corner of the world. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the increased responsibilities that were coming at me. Um, she has just sailed and made a lot of the mission and things, the bullet points that I had left for her. She's already made them happen in her short time here. Was it hard to, you know, like kind of give up ownership of some of that stuff? Um, I actually thought it would be harder. Um, there were days when I would still report to duty there, <laughs> just out of habit, and then be like, right, this isn't my office anymore. Um, but it, it actually, in a pretty quick turnaround, I was comfortable with, with yeah. the change. And it's still the most lovely thing when kids come running to hug me and call me Miss Leslie. <laughs> I certainly cherish that, and, and it w- that will age out at some point, you know, as the story time crowd. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> gets sure. older and does not remember me in that role anymore. Right. But right. for the time being, um, it still makes my heart sing. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I mean, we were talking before we started recording. I, I went through a similar thing when I left sports to jump over the news. And it it is hard. For me, it was more of a sudden shift yeah. into being into being editor. That, And you go from, I imagine you were so familiar with the kids and what you wanted to do as, as youth services librarian. But yours was a more gradual role into the, mm-hmm. into the director. Mine was just so sudden. Yeah. You kind of go from being so confident in what you're doing into a world that you're not so confident. Sure. Do you still have those moments where it's, you're like, this is really on my shoulders that I have to do this? Or is, was it easier because you had those experiences um, le- leading up to the, to, to, the, to the full switch? Well, I certainly, and maybe it's just my true Virgo fashion, I certainly like to question and criticize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I did tell you before we started this podcast that I haven't had an intelligent thought all yeah. week, so this should go well. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so um, I do think I've had a few of those moments, but now this is the first year I've been through the budget cycle a full round now, and I've yeah. been through several hiring processes um, as far as you know the HR side of it, and I've been through union negotiations and kind of the admin things you don't think about. Right. Um, the the dirty work. Yeah, there is there is a lot of that once you the become personnel, the boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I feel like I've I've run through most of those scenarios at least once, if not twice, and it's it's getting to feel more like second sure. nature. And, and I have a great support system. Um, people to ask at City Hall, the other department heads have been awesome Yeah, yeah. With, with their ability to mentor and let me bounce ideas and in the library staff um is amazing i mean we have hashtag mm-hmm. team library yeah <laughs> is the crew to work with yeah, yeah they make me look good every day where do you see the library in five years um our role c- has changed from and i started with this when we <laughs> your, yeah. to answer your first question <laughs> Um, I feel like we we serve a much more uh, social justice and social service role now for folks, and I see it continuing in that way for being a community hub and being able to help people access uh, benefits and forms and the marketplace and job searching, um, creation of resumes, working with Chris Dalkey on the Digital Literacy Partnership. Um, There's a lot of good things happening that I, I... see it continuing to go in that way with the amount of education we can offer folks and connecting them to other resources. Um, our outreach with other community partners mm-hmm. continues to grow and just really, yeah, be in the bridge of connecting people um, to better their lives in, in whatever way that is needed, Sure. whether it's a book title. Um, the other thing I really love about librarians when you go to you know like national conference or even our statewide conference librarians are hardcore about freedom of speech and and patron privacy and so there's just no judgment here Mm -hmm. it's really cute when people come up to me at midtown and sort of shame themselves that they have overdue movies here (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm like we are not about that (laughs) right right i could not tell you what your account says (laughs) um and I love that we can honor people's needs uh, without casting any judgment. You know, whatever they are searching for to better themselves, mm-hmm. we can usually accommodate. We are a safe space for all colors, races, denominations, yeah. uh, women, LGBTQ. 
Sure. Do you need to have, make sure your staff has special training as far as that goes? Any is we do. Um, we do offer some professional development workshops. There's, we've been lucky to have some great webinars recently to help with training on on overall patron service, but certainly in our political climate, mm -hmm. to be mindful of what the needs are in our community, and and we also want our collection to reflect the cultural makeup of our community, what people want, we want to have on the shelves. Sure. Um, so yeah, we, we do, there's certainly professional development opportunities and workshops that we're able to attend here and there mm -hmm. to yeah. strengthen that base. What else do you want people to know about the library? Boy, well, we're just super passionate about helping people. Um, I certainly would want people to feel genuinely connected with us and if they haven't experienced that I, I just really invite them to come in we have a 24 page brochure of fall programming that the librarians have put together so there's always something happening here for all age groups um, everything from genealogy and ancestry classes mm -hmm. to toddler time and preschool story times to middle school book clubs to after hours laser tag with the high school kids mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's just so much happening when I walk through the building, the Homeschoolers Association playing board games. And <laughs> it just makes me happy to have the building full of people in, in all demographics doing sure. their thing. How, how did the laser tag night go? With uh, the, with it was ruckus. It was yeah. a ruckus good time. Uh, Miss Trisha subjected them to her 90s playlist, <laughs> <laughs> good. which I got some really fun Snapchats yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> they had a great time and ate up all the pizza and, you know, yeah. the, that's been a really popular offering over the course of the summer with the middle schoolers or the, the young adults. Um, but I know Samantha also had a really popular adult laser tag night that we're going to bring mm -hmm. back with mocktails. Okay. And then Trisha offered last week was the high school edition sure. for the ninth through 12th graders. And so no book casualties in those? No, no artifacts uh, bumped or anything like no. that? No. Yeah. And nobody even left bleeding. That's, That's what I good. was more worried about because sure. there's a I lot bet. of sharp edges in yep. this building. Yep. <laughs> Yep. hustling around in the dark with a yep. laser tag gun, but there were no casualties. That's good. Yeah. I don't know. I know when I chase my kids around the stacks, I'm always worried about one of the three of us right? <laughs> slipping or something or yes. knocking something over. So yep. yeah. yeah. We have SpongeBob band-aids at yeah. the ready for <laughs> good, those emergencies. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Because uh, I, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation and, and, and I really think you're doing great work at the library and really um, thanks yeah i really think it's the number of things that you guys do that people i don't think really ever think about is is kind, kind of amazing yeah thank you and it's it is never ending i mean i i'm amazed with their staff and their creative ideas and and the way they pour their hearts into the people's needs and want to serve the community it's it's a pretty special thing i will share um in closing our new mission and vision because we've been doing i mm -hmm. was telling john we've been doing some strategic planning work um our new mission which really speaks to well everything that we're passionate about here is to provide a safe space for free and equitable access to materials experiences and community and our new vision is to honor our past and embrace our future so, which we're pretty proud of that strategic planning work as well. All right. And if people want to learn more about the library, can you direct them to anywhere online? or They can certainly visit our website. Um, you can get to the library's website from cityofwinona.com. Mm -hmm. um, we are the most popular. We're driving the stats for the city and the <laughs> number good. of clicks. <laughs> so feel free to yep. check us out there. And then I really just encourage people to come here. 
Um, there's so much you can get to from home uh, on our website with our online resources, but to really see our space is to fall in love with it and get to know our staff because that's how we can best serve families mm-hmm. is, is to make a personal connection. Absolutely. And do you know the hours off the top of your head? I know I'm putting you on the yeah. spot here. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 6. Tuesday, Thursday, excuse me, 10 to 6. Tuesday, Thursday, 10 to 7. And our Saturday hours uh, are about to switch over to extended hours. Okay. We're closed for Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. on that Saturday. And then our Saturday hours will be 9 to 2. All right. Well, Leslie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, John. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Hey everyone, John Casper again. I just wanted to add a few things. After our interview, Leslie texted me and said that she forgot to mention something. So she wanted to make sure that everybody reads to their kids. And if you need books, be sure to come to the Winona Public Library. They have a fantastic children's section. If you need some help, Trisha will help you out. But uh, be sure to, to spend some time reading to your kids. That is the last thing that Leslie wanted to add. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Winona One-on-One. We'll be back next week. Not exactly sure who the guest is going to be. I have a few things uh, in the air, but uh, we will back, be back next week, probably on Tuesday because of the Labor Day holiday. Thanks for listening, everyone.